Hey friends and freaks, welcome back to part two. We're diving into the fucked up crimes of America's most famous cannibal. Dare to join us? Very true. You always do that with Oh, my neck. My back. What's wrong with me? Well. Everything. Did you go in by yourself? My neck's still fucked up. Okay. No. Why's your neck fucked up? I don't know. It's been fucked up since I got my tragus pierced. <laughs> oh. Do you normally sleep on that side? I sleep like... I sleep in like every position possible to man um, <laughs> throughout the night. What? <laughs> so it's like now I'm stuck in like just one position. Well, I guess I just stabbed myself. What are you doing? Um, yeah, like part of the night I'll sleep with like my head turned on one side and then like part part way through the night I'll like switch. Um, but obviously... I haven't really been switching. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that might be why. But Jack likes to stay even. I yeah. yeah. I sleep with a dinosaur stuck in my tucked underneath of my neck to have that perfect elevation. Otherwise I can't turn my head the next day because I am old. <laughs> she's old too, but she's the same age as me. Is that better? Does that look better? Hello? Yeah. Hello. Looks a little better. Yeah. Does it look better now? Yes. When I turn my face to it? Yes. When you actually talk into actually, the microphone. I don't know like, how to do you're that. You're supposed to. <laughs> yes. Okay. Anyway. Hello, guys. Hello. Welcome back to Alt Cult Nation Podcast. I'm Tessa. I'm Taylor. Oh my god. And this is part two of Jeffrey Dahmer, which this episode might actually be really, really long. Um, while I was taking notes, I was like, damn. See, I feel like am we I, can bang am, it I out. am I am I about to make this into a three part Nah, we got this. series? Nah. And then last time I was like, nah, nah. We're just gonna talk a lot. And It'll People can deal with it. It's fine. It'll we be like a two-hour-long episode. Whatever. I'm not gonna let her do that. But <laughs> I definitely. Yeah. Well, I'll only get through half the victims, and it's like an hour and three minutes. Oh, yep. And by the way, he got uh, arrested on this date, <laughs> and then was charged. Yeah. <laughs> what a lovely intro. Yes. So, to the point. Yes. So, um. We are just going to jump right in, but before we do that, trigger warning. Yeah, for sure. Because <laughs> we forgot to do that at the beginning of last episode. Um, there is mention of rape. Murder. Murder. 
cannibalism, necrophilia, sexual assault. Um, a lot of his victims were minors, which kind of just makes it, like, a little extra worse. So, the, it, there's just a lot of fucked up shit in yeah. this episode, so... And that's obviously you shouldn't be anybody's bag, but if it's especially not your bag and makes you uncomfortable, maybe take a look at next week's or go back through some old episodes. Yeah, or like, yeah, I don't know, mentally prepare yourself. Or if you're still going to decide to listen to it, that that's at your own risk. There's, there's some gruesome things we're going to discuss today. Yes. And because of who we are as people, we will also give the warning that we do make fucked up light of situations and or jokes in no way shape or form is any of this okay but uncomfortable situations make both of us make inappropriate jokes so yes we don't mean it disrespectfully yes sorry i got distracted because there was a bee in the window the squirrel moment hit i saw her eyes glaze (laughs) she's gone we've lost her i like bees um Um, yes, we don't mean any disrespect. It's we just have very dark sense of humors and we are fascinated by this stuff and we want to talk about it. That's why we created this podcast. But also like so we don't lose our minds, we have to yeah. We have to throw in some of our humor and jokes to make it better. Yes. Not better, to obviously, some but of the dark. yes. Um, so we ended the first part, we talked about his last, or his first two victims, sorry, and there was a really long gap between them. Yeah. Like, it was, like, 78 to 87. Yeah, nine years, which, like, most serial killers do have a cooling off period, but that's, like, an extended cooling off period. I think it even shocked him. Yeah, like, he was like, oh, shit. I did this. I actually, I actually did that. And I think those years probably were spent a little bit in paranoia of, like, I'm gonna get busted, I'm gonna get caught, and then it Mm -hmm. finally was like, "Mm, I didn't, I'm not going to, I don't live there anymore. Yeah, and he spent those years, because he knew that he was fucked up, he knew that what was going through his head, his fantasies and everything were wrong that's why he was an alcoholic that's why he lived in his fucking grandma's house like so he was trying to suppress that and did not after nine years he just had enough and was like i'm gonna do this again um we also forgot to mention in the first part that due to respect of the families because it has been brought to light in the past we aren't saying any of the victims names Correct. um there are two that we will say their names because they actually escaped yeah and they have come forward and they've openly they've talked yeah about they've been it. interviewed about it they've been in documentaries um so we we feel comfortable saying their names yes. and there was <laughs> one more thing about part one there's a part of when we talk about Jeffrey Dahmer registering as a sex offender and we both had the timeline completely confused. Yeah. That didn't happen until later. Yes. And we will actually be talking about that in this episode. Yep. So, without further ado, 
about it. Where do, where do you want to start? Should we just, should we go in? So, like we mentioned, his first victim, he was in 78, and then his second victim was in September 1987. Yes, they were 18 and 26 years old. Yes. Um, so he claimed three more victims between January and April 1988. So the first one in January, he was a 14-year-old sex worker. And in some sources I found, I think it was only one, like the Bailey Sarian episode, she says that he's Native American. Yeah. But I couldn't find that in any other sources. But I, just about all of his victims were people of color. So yes. there's a very good chance that he was that he definitely had a preference for people of color yes so he after a second victim he met at or picked up found i don't know at a gay bar club 219 that kind of became like his hunting ground he was like oh that's a good place to go because i also can get drunk even more and find gay dudes that i'm attracted to because that was like his whole mo he needed more easily subdued victims in my mind like they're already a little bit drunk it's easy you don't have to worry about them not being into men Mm -hmm. so it's easier to get them to come home with you yeah for whatever you may have ployed them with whether it be the offer of the 50 dollars, which was customary for him yes asking for the photographs yes um so this 14-year-old sex worker, he actually found, like, on the way to Club 219, like, he, that was his plan. But then he was like, oh, he kind of fits the bill. Yeah. And so he goes, does his whole spiel. He's like, yo, I'll pay you. Let's go. So they go back. He um, gives him a drugged drink. And then he strangled him and sexually violated the corpse. Yes. <laughs> and... Like, a month and a half later, in March, he found another man at Club 219. He was uh, he was in his 20s. I couldn't find his exact age, but it went pretty much the same way as the 14-year-old. So, all, according to the court um, things, conviction like list, what like he the was court actually, files? Yeah, what he was actually mm-hmm. convicted of, um, he was 25, his victim. 25, okay. Much. Yeah, I couldn't find his exact age. But, yeah, it went much the same way. They went back, had drinks, um, and then Dahmer drugged and raped him and killed him. And on April 23rd, 1988, this um, is actually the first man who escaped Dahmer. It was, his name was Ronald Flowers. He's somewhere in his 20s. Um, he was out with friends just going to these gay bars because where Club 219 is, there's just a strip mm-hmm. of bars. And so he was out having a good time. And when he went to, like, go back home, his car, he was having car trouble. Yeah. And that's when he was approached by Dahmer. Mm-hmm. And Dahmer goes up with the guys like, oh, like, are you having car troubles? Like, I can help you out. I live close by. So he go. So he's like, "Oh yeah, like thanks. That's appreciated." Nice of you. Yeah. So they go back to Dahmer's grandma's house where he still lives at this time, and once they're inside, Dahmer is like, "Oh, do you want a drink?" And 
this guy, Ron. So he was interviewed in a documentary that ID did mm-hmm. on Jeffrey Dahmer. It's called Jeffrey Dahmer, uh, Mind of a Monster. Yeah. And he explains, like, he was, like, really annoyed when Dahmer was, like, trying to, like, pressure him to drink. Because he's like, no, like, I only came here because I need my yeah. car to start working and I need to get home. I'm not trying to hang out with you. I want to go. Yeah, so Dahmer, was like, backed off a little bit and was like, okay, okay, well, I'm going to go make myself a cup of coffee if that's cool. Like, it's late. Do you want some? And so, guy... Switch tactics. Yeah, he was like, you know what? Sure, why not? It is, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. Let's go. So, Dahmer gave him the coffee, and immediately once he started drinking it, he knew something was wrong. He was like, he instantly started feeling sick, and he was like, great. This is, this is great. This is what my night needed. My car broke down, now I'm getting drugged. Yeah, so, (laughs) Grandma Dahmer ends up waking up while Jeffrey's doing his thing. Oh, I do think I remember reading about this one. Yeah. Yeah, he had, like, already assaulted him at this point and was like, mid-strangle. And And Grandma Dahmer is just like, hey, Jeffrey! Jeffrey! And so Dahmer's like, damn it, Grandma. (laughs) Well, I'm breaking the rules because he wasn't allowed to bring people home late at night. Yeah. So... He was like, well, shit, but I can't kick this dude out because I just but my grandma now knows heavily drugged here. him. And he so Dahmer didn't want to just like let him loose because he was worried that he would end up dying in the neighborhood and it could have easily been tracked back to him. Yeah. So he ends up taking him to a nearby ER and like just dropping him off. Yeah. And. This man, he, once he is, like, treated and is functional again, he's like, yeah, like, this guy, like, drugged and attacked me. And the cops ended up, they ended up calling, like, Jeffrey Dahmer for questioning. Mm -hmm. And he talked his way out of it and said that they were a couple and that they had gotten into an argument and it turned a bit physical and... That they the cops didn't need to get involved. Everything was okay now. See, and that's where, like, I wonder, I genuinely do wonder if in his head, the relations that he had while while his victims were living and after they were deceased, if he legitimately did view them as a relationship. Because that that's, was his, like, MO. Yeah, that everything. wasn't the first time he's used that. He used that numerous times with numerous, like, types of people, not even just authority figures. Mm-hmm. That was phrasing that he used repeatedly. So... Like, it could have been. We know that he's very sick in the head. Mm-hmm. We don't have access to all of his medical information and all of that, but like, I would be curious as to like the doctors and the psychiatrists that reviewed him, what their findings would have been in that. If it was his perception of reality that he did have a relationship with these people. I just think that kind of stuff is, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think it's fascinating. I like it. The unfortunately, the police ended up telling this man, "Well, it's your word against his." 
Yeah. So we can't do anything. It's your problem. So, but after this, the months after that event, um, Grandma Dahmer started to have an issue with Jeffrey's lifestyle. Yeah. He was drinking way too much that she couldn't ignore it any longer. And he wasn't respecting the ground rules that she wanted don't him to bring follow. People home. Yeah, don't bring strange men to into my house. My house. Um, Jeffrey's father, Lionel, even got involved because his grandma mentioned something to Lionel, and Lionel was like, "Well, that's my mom. Like, I don't want her to be put into danger because you're bringing strangers." Home. Yeah. So they collectively <laughs> did they know? Yeah. So, collectively, they agreed that it was better for Jeff to just move out. So, he moved into an apartment within walking distance of the Ambrosia Chocolate Factory. Yeah, and that was in, like, what, the the late 88s? 88s. (laughs) Yeah, it was, um, (laughs) I think it was sometime in October 1988. Yeah. And it was, so his... Apartment wasn't in a great neighborhood, no. but that actually Benefited helped yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer commit his awful crimes. So, the night after he moved in, he offered a 13-year-old boy $50 to take nude photos of him, and he found this boy, like, on the street outside his apartment. And yeah. this this boy lived in the apartment, in the complex. apartment complex. Um, So... The boy was like, he's 13, like, $50 is $50. Yeah, that's like a he, shit ton of money. Yeah, like, he it. was like, oh, yeah, totally. So, he goes back to Dahmer's apartment, gets drugged, and shortly after that, I'm assuming he takes the nude photos, but it never, like, comes out that, like, like what exactly happened. Yeah. But he, like, Dahmer didn't kill him. He just let him go and this kid went back to his parents back to home and he was not like he was not right so his parents took him to the hospital and his stomach needed to be pumped and Mm. because of that the hospital like the doctors contacted the police and were like yeah something fishy happened and the boy was able to take them back to Dahmer's apartment like, he remembered enough that he was like, oh, yeah, this is yeah, this is where he lived. And this is when he was charged with exploitation of a minor and second-degree sexual assault. Mm-hmm. He um, received a plea bargain. He pleaded guilty to felony sexual assault. And he was convicted with an eight-year suspended sentence, which meant he just ended up having to serve a year in county jail. And then was on probation for five years. And this is when he had to register as a sex offender. Yeah. Which, he ha- he was on work release the whole time for that, wasn't he? Yes. Okay. So, after he received his sentencing, um, right before he was um, set to, like, go to prison. Yeah. Uh, he decided it was a good time to kill someone. Oh, yeah. So, March 29th, 1989, he met a 24-year-old man at a gay bar who, um, he worked as a part-time model. So, 
of course he jumped at Dahmer's offer to take go f- back home with him and take nude photos and get paid for it. Yeah, that was his that was his life. That was his means. Yeah, he was like, oh, money. yeah, fuck yeah, totally. So Dahmer says that they had consen- consensual sex, but then he drugged and raped him again and killed him by strangling. Most of his victims he strangled. Yeah. And Dahmer saved his head and genitals. But he was going to jail soon. He couldn't take them to jail with him. So where is the best hiding spot for him to put these? His work locker at the chocolate factory, of course. Although, thinking about it, it's a chocolate factory. Which you'd think like, oh, chocolate factories smell delicious. Yeah. They don't. They smell awful. It is very, very I feel pungent. like even if they would smell delicious, that, like, the chocolate, like, that smell would be overpowering. Enough to, to block it yeah. out. Yeah. So, I mean. I agree. I guess maybe it was the best place. I don't know. It seems like it would be like, oh, no, you're an idiot. But he also knew that there may be a chance that he would get evicted from his apartment in that time frame. Well, he did. So uh-huh. once he was charged, or once he was convicted, he had to move out of his apartment and live with his grandma again until he went to prison. Uh-huh. See? So, yeah, I guess he knew his shit. I don't know. Yep. You, got a, you got a head and <laughs> severed genitals to hide? Work is the best place to do it. Yes. And Disclaimer, nobody do that. <laughs> Just, it's a fucked up joke. <laughs> don't do that. Don't kill someone and hide their body parts at your work. Yeah. Maybe just don't kill anybody. Like, just yeah. don't. Yeah, I mean, that that would be my option, but... That's my go-to? Yeah. That's, like, my plan A, but, you know. There's also plans B through Z, too. <laughs> and then we have the Greek alphabet. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have the Greek alphabet. That was good. I like that. Um, but, so, he was on work release, so he got to go to work every day. Yeah. Imagine what he was doing. I just (laughs) picture every day being like, yes, I'm out, opens his locker, caresses the things that he has in his locker, and, like, gives him one of those, like, kisses, you know what I mean? And then goes about his business. But it's like, damn, that's still ballsy, because it's like... How do you know not someone's not gonna just like walk right in while your lockers? What if you would have gotten open? fired during that time frame? Like they're going to clean out your locker. Yeah, because like you're in jail, you're not. They're not gonna bother being like, oh yeah, come. Do you want your stuff? Come like get your shit. You can't take it with you, especially not a fucking skull and stuff. Balls. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that that one still was like wait what (laughs) anywho anyway so this jail time served as another cooling off period for him he um apparently was an exceptional inmate yeah he never got into fights and he didn't have sex with other inmates um, and because of this good behavior, he received a 12-hour furlough to visit his family for Thanksgiving in 1989. Hmm. And 
he thought that that was a good time to get drunk and search for another victim. Yeah. But karma had another thing coming for him. <laughs> Instead of finding someone to rape and kill, he ended up blacking out only to wake up in a stranger's apartment while being sodomized with a candlestick. Thank God. Like <laughs> and that just makes me think a clue. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> the butler did it. In the apartment with the candlestick. <laughs> so, yeah, he returned to jail, like, super late than he was supposed to, but he, was, he wasn't reprimanded for it because he was such a great inmate. That they were just like, whatever. Yeah, and a couple weeks later, he actually wrote a letter to the judge requesting an early release which was granted Hmm. and at that same time his father lionel actually wrote a letter to that judge kind of asking him not to release jeffrey early he didn't say those exact words but he was heavily implied yes it was heavily implied because he it was better for jeffrey he, he reads part of that letter in the documentary Mm-hmm. on id and like pretty much the gist of the letters hence like explaining the judge that he's been working for years trying to help jeffrey um like overcome and change his lifestyle with no breakthroughs or like progress improvement whatever and that the judge was in a great position to help yeah change try to but it's not like he can drink and do stuff while he's in jail. Yeah. So. But the, he was, Jeffrey was still released early. He was released after sentence or after serving 10 months mm-hmm. in early 1990. And he was able to live on his own again. So he found a new apartment, which was still near cho- the chocolate factory and in a kind of bad part. Of the neighborhood. And in 1990, he killed four more people. Yep. A 36-year-old, a 27-year-old, a 22-year-old, and a 23-year-old. Almost all of those people are younger than us. Like, that's so much to think about. Yeah. So, his first victim... After he was released, was on May 20th, 1990. Um, He was, I think we might have found different ages for these victims. I honestly didn't remember the ages you said. Um, He was 32. Oh, maybe. My list said 36. The one that I Okay, so... In his like, 30s. Yeah, early to mid-30s. Um, he was a prostitute, and he was, like, working one of the corners near the strip of bars that Jeffrey used as his hunting grounds. He... Sorry, my notes are confusing now. Um, he took him back 
with his usual, like, hey, want to make $50? I'll take new totos of you. But really, once they get there, he drugs them, rapes them, and kills them. And this was the first person that he decided to uh, try eating. So he he saved this man's heart and biceps. Um, he tried freezing the skeleton for several months, but it that didn't work. So he ended up having to dissolve it in acid. Yeah, they get too brittle if they're exposed to extreme colds. Um, he tried drying the skull in the oven, which actually caused it to explode yep so he was just real pissed about this whole ordeal and he's like well damn i gotta try that again yeah but the so the way he started thinking about like eating people is that he felt like killing and disposing of the remains was a waste i mean he wanted them to be a part of him forever well, okay, so one of the quotes mm-hmm. directly from Jeffrey Dahmer is, the only motive that there ever was was to completely control a person, a person I found physically attractive, and keep them with me as long as possible, even if it meant just keeping a part of them. And he was, like, those were, along with the just sadistic thoughts of torturing and murdering and raping these people those were part of those reoccurring thoughts that he had like i need i need that validation of having a part of them they can never leave me i can never be abandoned by them so obviously the only logical way to go about that is to start ingesting them you are absorbing those nutrients like so, it's fucked up, but I get the mindset yeah. of eating them and also trying to preserve, like, pieces of them. Because I do feel very similarly, like, if you kill something animal-wise, not human-wise, animal-wise, like, you use the parts. You honor that life, whether you are using it artistically, you are using it for food and nutrients, like, those those are core values from my family and my upbringing. Mm -hmm. So, like, I do get this. He just... Too much. He's fucked up. (laughs) This isn't a deer. Like... Yes. Um, He actually ended up creating, like, a monument to his victims, for his victims, um, which was just, like, a collection of pieces of their bodies that he was able to preserve and save. Um... His, so the next victim was on June 24th, 1990, and it, honestly, like, these, um, little, like, killing sprees, honestly, most of the victims happen in similar fashions. Yeah. Unfortunately, he finds them at or around gay bars, um. Makes the offer, takes them home. Yes, and these, most of these men were homosexual, so it was slightly easier for him to like charm them and pick them up pick them up and take them home without any like get them to push come back home willingly yeah his next victim was 
Oh, I'm sorry. That victim was 27, yep. is what I said. Or what I found. Yeah. Same thing. Okay. Um, the next one was a 23-year-old, which now sounds super young. Yeah. I mean, all of these victims are young, because that was his thing, but... Yeah. It's... It's weird to say out loud. It's, it's, it's rough to think about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, this was in September 1990. And this victim actually... So, like, he picked him up at a bar. They had a few drinks together. This dude agreed to go back to Dahmer's apartment to, like, hang out. Whatever. Dahmer gave him, like, his normal, like, drug to drink. But... He realized he didn't have enough sleeping pills to put in this drink, so mm-hmm. he didn't actually drug the guy enough. Yeah. He stayed conscious, aware, while he was laying on the couch, like, just having a drink. Uh, Dahmer snuck up behind him and stabbed him in the carotid artery. Yeah. And... Yeah, so this didn't fit Killed him. his so, yeah, normal it's, style. Yeah. But that was just a yeah. and, circumstantial um, thing. The book by Jack Rosewood yep. explains that he was like, he had such an adrenaline rush after this kill because this was the first time, I guess technically not the first time, but first time in a while that he killed a man while... They, they were aware. Were, yeah, while they were conscious and perfectly capable of fighting back. Yeah. So for that one, he saved the heart and biceps again. And the book said, quote, to use as snacks. <laughs> Which I. Why would you use the heart, though? Heart meat is gross and it's very, like, tough. I don't know. Oh, like, I know you don't eat meat. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Take my word for it. If you would ever decide to eat meat again, don't ever fucking eat heart. Some people like that shit. No. Well, apparently the biceps are super tender and similar to filet mignon. I could see that. That kind of makes sense. Especially if it's not like an overly sh- like muscular person. Mm-hmm. I could see that easily. Like that's a good like, that's a, that's a good hunk of meat. <laughs> For those of you who can't see me, all of you, I am fondling my arm right now. Yes, it's it's, it's weird. Interesting. Um, and this victim, he decided to paint the skull to use for the monument. Which I want to find pictures of because I haven't been able to find pictures of them. I don't know if there'll be pictures. I want that to might be them. like a too fucked up thing to show. I don't know. I'm still curious about it. Same. I'll try to find them. I will too. Don't worry. We'll find them. So his next victim was a 22-year-old male on September 24th, 1990. And this one didn't fit the profile of his other victims. He found him at a mall. And he was not homosexual. And he was a father. He had a young child. Yes. And he was, like, in between jobs and was struggling to find work. So 
when Dahmer fifty dollars to feed his approached child him with the offer of, "Hey, come back to my house. I'll pay you to take nude photos of you." The man was like, "Yeah, gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, I'll do it." So he went back to Dahmer's, and Dahmer did his usual. He drugged him, but after he drugged him, Dahmer was like, "I'm not attracted to this dude." Yeah, at all. And that was like, what is? So, this ended up seeming pointless to him. He yeah. was like, why am I doing this? He considered letting him go, but because of the 13-year-old yeah. that he was arrested was and charged probation. for, he was too paranoid to do that. So, he was like, well, I'm stuck killing him now. And he almost made it out. Yes. And... It's fucked up. I mean, all of this is fucked up. But Dahmer was like, yeah, this was a waste. As in, this was a waste of his time and resources mm-hmm. and effort. And um, he was putting his himself at risk for no reason. Yeah. Not, oh, I just took a this was away such a child. waste of life. Yeah, no, it's fucked up. Um, And th- so, after that murder, he had a bit of a cool another cooling off period because he was so pissed off about this he's like i fucked up i picked up the wrong person and risked, let me take a break yeah really like put myself in danger yeah. so he decided to take a little bit of a break and he waited until february of 1991 to find a new victim and these ones so he stopped, like, actually searching at the bars for new victims. He was like, I'm going to change it up a little bit. Mm. So, these victims, most of this little, like, batch of victims are younger. So, the first one was 17 years old. And he, it was, he was just back to his old ways. He w- took them home. Drugged them. Drugged them raped them, killed them, and tried to, like, save... What he could. ...the parts that he could, and the parts that he was attracted to. Yeah. His... He was most attracted to arm and calf muscles. Alright. Everybody's got their thing, man. (laughs) The next victim was in April 1991. He was 19 years old. And this is actually the... The first victim that he decided, maybe I don't have to kill them. Yeah, this part, like, it all makes me feel queasy. But when he started fucking with this. Yeah. Like, ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Dahmer came up with the idea of creating zombies. Because he's even said, like, he was like, oh, killing was just... A means to an end. Yeah. Like, it. yes, he got a thrill out of killing, and he was, and then kind of parts after the kill, he... But it's all about control. Sexual, yeah. The killing like he, was part of the control yeah. that kept them doing nothing, which is what he wanted. Yes. But he didn't, he didn't actually enjoy having sex with dead bodies because they were too cold. Yep. He wanted the warmth and 
You wanted the warmth without the movement or the noises. Yes. So this victim was the first one that he tried to turn into a zombie by cutting a hole in his head and pouring acid into it. Yeah. He tried to give them a chemical lobotomy. lobotomy. Yes. So this technically man but boy because he was only 19 years old after this like after Dahmer poured the acid into him after he was drugged this boy woke up like almost instantly how do you not yeah and was like he looked at Dahmer and this is a direct quote according to Dahmer Mm -hmm. I have a headache what time is it and then collapsed and Dahmer proceeded to strangle him to death and then dismembered his body and saved what he could like the rest and he didn't give up though no he kept trying that was that was just one the first of many attempts and his first victim was a 31 year old man in may of 1991 and that I couldn't find if exact because he didn't try it with all of his victims, like the zombie thing. Yeah. Even after he tried it, I mean, these first. are some of his later victims. Yeah. That he was doing this too as he evolved and like what he wanted out of it evolved. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he would do. He like experimented with this zombie creation, so he would use diluted acid. Mm-hmm. Um. He would drill, like the first. One, he said that he cut a hole in his head, mm-hmm. and I don't remember. It didn't go into detail of, like, oh, he used this kind of knife. But he started using, like, an actual drill yeah. to drill through their skull. And, like, he would maybe drill, like, a little deeper or a less or less deep or, like, oh, I'm going to drill three holes this time as opposed to yeah. one. There was a lot of That's, trial yes. and error with yes, this he. <laughs> I guess you could call it scientific, but... I guess. So, this... This victim is... All of them are very sad. And heartbreaking. But this one almost got away. But did not. Because the police... Refused to care and actually do their job properly. Yeah. On May 27th, 1991... Dahmer had a 14-year-old boy. Who was the younger brother of the the boy he molested and was convicted of in 89. Yep. Like. Imagine that fa- what that family has gone through. Yeah. Like, like, that's awful. I just can't. So he had this boy at his apartment, um, super drugged out, was doing his thing, and then was like, I'm going to take a break. And go to the bar and just get some drinks and then come back. Like, this dude, like, this kid's completely fucked up. He's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. Well. He went somewhere. He went somewhere. The kid woke up and was like, what the fuck? Left Dahmer's apartment and was just, like, staggering down the street. Yeah. When he was found by a teenage girl and her cousin Mm. so 
she she was also in this documentary. Her name is Nicole Childress. Mm-hmm. She was 17 at the time, and her cousin was around the same age. I'm not sure exactly how old, but um, her aunt, they were on their way to Nicole's aunt's house, who lived right, like, in another apartment right near there. And they were in their car when Nicole saw this kid, like, on the street. This kid's completely naked and, like, beat up, confused because he's still drugged. So they go over to him and they're like trying to ask him like, do you need help? Do you need help? And this woman, when she's in the documentary, explains that this boy was clutching onto her so tightly. And he was speaking, um, Loatian, I think is how it's pronounced. Okay. Um, he, he like, he wasn't speaking English and I think he could speak, speak English, but, but it was, was just, too fucked up. yeah, like he was just, that was, that is his first language. So he yeah. was just speaking that but like clutching onto her and she was like this isn't like something bad happened to this kid yeah so she ends up calling the police and while she's on the phone with the police Dahmer comes hustling up the street and grabs onto the kid's arm and like twists it behind his back and is like he's come on yeah like oh no like everything's fine this is just a domestic dispute like we just were a couple and got into a fight and i can like we he just needs to get home he's super drunk and which she was not having any of no however no they did not believe that at all but unfortunately when the police arrived they didn't even bother talking to her no she the police just uh chatted with Dahmer most of the time while he was like yeah like just my boyfriend and I got in a fight. I went, I left to like blow off some steam and he came out here wasted and naked and yeah, going so. crazy. And like this woman, try, like she tried to interject and she's 17. So it's like, you're a child, and you're she, a female. And she was like, I don't know her ethnicity, but she's not white. Yeah. So that like. She needs to be careful. And she was, like, practically fighting Dahmer. Like, she was like, I am not letting you take this boy. Mm. She tried to interject and explain to the police, like, this isn't, no, this boy does not know this man. Mm. And the police just kept saying, oh, we'll get to you. Like, we'll, we'll talk to you then. Yeah. So she had enough and ended up going into her aunt's apartment to try to get her aunt to come come out just since she's older. Like, be like, I need help. Like, these cops, like, no one's listening to me out there. And, like, this boy needs help. By the time they get back outside, everyone is gone. Yep. The police returned the boy to Dahmer, allowed him to take him back to the apartment where he became the 13th victim. Yeah. And he was actually another, um, Dahmer tried to turn him into a zombie. hmm Yeah. Yeah. That one's a lot. They're all a lot. They're all a lot, but that is, like, because... So close. If those police officers actually were decent people... And these police officers, by the way, after Dahmer was caught, like, all of that came to light. That the police didn't treat the situation properly. They were fired. But then, like, maybe six months... Yeah, they were... Give or take. They were rehired. 
The one went on to become a police chief, because that's the job he deserves. There's actual audio of these two cops, like, in their squad car, like, joking about the situation. Yeah. And, like, nah. There's just, there's no excuse for that. Like, you see somebody who's obviously hurt. Like, you don't. This boy was bleeding from his rectum. Yeah. Literally blood just dripping dripping down his legs yeah like and they he was 14 years old and Dahmer told them that he was 19 and they were like okay yeah honestly I just feel like they really didn't care it was and I think that Dahmer recognized the the stigma around being gay at the time Mm -hmm. and the fact that he could get away with domestic abuse claims like just domestic Mm -hmm. things because they didn't really care. Mm-hmm. Like, at, at, at this time frame, that was... It's like, just, keep, it, keep it to yourself. Yeah. Keep we, it in your household. Don't bring it out. Like, don't let other people mm-hmm. be bothered by yeah, it. Yeah, because then we, don't we need shit. to waste our time coming out here. Yeah. Um, the police also failed to run a background check on Dahmer. At which point they would have realized he was a, a sex, sex offender. offender. Yeah. Yep. So that that's great. Yeah. So in June of 1991, he decided that he wanted to find another hunting ground, a new hunting ground. And this is when he decided Chicago's a good place. 2-hour drive, but fuck it. Mhm. On July 3rd I'm sorry, on June 30th, 1991, he took a Greyhound bus to Chicago because he does not have a car. So he took the bus to Chicago to attend the Gay Pride Parade because he's like, fuck, they'll be crawling with potential. But after attending the parade and getting super drunk and what have you, um, he couldn't find anyone. So he went back to the bus station and luck was on his side. He found there he was. Yep, he found a twenty-year-old man at the bus station. Or yeah, in the bus station, he was at the parade. Just Dahmer missed him because there was like thousands and thousands. Th- yeah, of like people. tens of thousands of people at this parade. And this he was homosexual, so he was like, yeah, I mean, like. That's a bit far, but why not? Why not? I'll I'll still go. So they went back, did their thing. I think this was another victim that like Dahmer said they had consen- consensual sex. Mm-hmm. But then he that wasn't enough for him because he didn't truly enjoy that. So he drugged, raped, and killed him. Yeah. Um his next three victims were all standard, weren't they? Yes. They were all in, like, their early to mid-twenties, and they happened within, like, a week of each other. Yeah, at this point, he, the, like, Yeah, he was just like, oh, escalated. my God, yes. Um, I think he got, like, a power trip, honestly. Oh, yeah. he ca- literally being caught and then just, yeah. Oh, 
free to go, no problem. Like, yeah. How, how are you not going to feel like you're completely safe and can do whatever you want when one of your victims escaped, was seen by multiple people, was bleeding and obviously had been significantly tortured, mm-hmm. and you got away with it. The police were involved and you were fine and got away with it. How are you not going to have some type of power trip with that and... And go on. Like, I understand why it escalated so rapidly at this point. Yeah. Like, once a week? Yeah. Ugh. Um, and around this time, like, summer of 91, he, the bodies were stacking up too quickly. And his mm-hmm. neighbors were starting to complain of smells. Mm-hmm. The excuses he used, one was oh like i'm i'm having issues with my like fridge and freezer so so food keeps spoiling and like that's the smell when he was asked about it again a later time oh i have i had um some tropical fish that died yeah his excuses were super weird what and people believed them well, his but, landlord just didn't, but, really didn't give a fuck. But, yeah. It was a shitty apartment complex yeah, in a bad area. Yeah. Like, they didn't want to go down there and deal with shit. Yeah. Um, but, so the bodies were stacking up too quickly that for him to be able to dispose of. So, he went to the hardware store and bought a 57-gallon barrel yeah. of hydrochloric acid yep. to be able to any body parts that he couldn't um preserve or didn't want to save he just tossed right in there for them to dissolve so after the june 30th victim on july 8th 1991 he picked up a 23 year old male in chicago again and this man was he was homosexual so like they were like Dahmer was able to approach him and just, like, use his charm that he had. But he had a different plan for this victim. He didn't want to kill him right away. So he, um, the victim went back home with Dahmer. They had a few drinks, had consensual sex, and they fell asleep. He went to sleep. The guy woke up the next morning perfectly fine whatever but he wanted to go back to chicago and Dahmer wasn't having that so he drugged him and this time he was thinking maybe maybe i should try something else with um with this zombie thing thing yeah so instead of injecting acid into the man's brain he injected boiling hot water because he thought it was the acid that was killing them so quickly, which I mean, definitely wasn't helping them. But uh, if you're gonna drill p- holes into people's head, like that's yeah, like that's Bre- not even close to how the bottomies pe- were done. Yeah, like- people can't ha- just handle that and be perfectly fine. Yeah, unless they get medical attention immediately. And even then, like and, you have so much brain damage at that yeah. point. So Dahmer was kind of right. He didn't die, but he went into a vegetative state. Which, I mean, that's kind of what he wanted. It wasn't, though. He, he realized wanted... that after the yeah. fact. 
he still wanted them to actually be conscious and aware at times. I guess not when it came to sex. I don't know. I don't I I don't understand any of this, but yeah. whatever. Um so he it was another failed attempt to Dahmer and he strangled and dismembered the body. And he put the head in his freezer. And by this point, mid-July 1991, he didn't have any room in his fridge and freezer for, like, actual food. Yeah. It was just filled with body parts. Yep. Which, I mean, he didn't mind. No, no, obviously. Yeah, like... sick bug. Yeah. And his next victim was a 24-year-old aspiring bodybuilder. So Dahmer was like, fuck yes. Look at those biceps. Look at those calves. I need those. I need those muscles. That was his main goal. <laughs> so fucking awkward. So, like. It's just weird. Like, I have things that, of course, I go for in a person that I find attractive. Honestly, yeah. Like, arm mes- muscles, yeah. Totally. I watched Speed for the last for the first God. time last night. <laughs> just the whole time I was like, okay. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. Like there's a part in the beginning where Keanu Reeves is like helping people get out of an elevator. Mm-hmm. And there's this last old lady there who was like, I'm too scared. And like Keanu's just like screaming at her, like, come on. And then she went. And I'm just like, what the fuck is this lady doing? And the I forget exactly what, but Jared was like, when Kiana yells at you, you just do what he's saying. And I'm like, fuck, he doesn't have to yell at me. I'd be like, okay, yeah, take me. Like, you jump into your arms, yeah. those big, strong arms. <laughs> so, yeah. yes, I do understand the attraction, but I don't want to I eat them. I don't them in my mouth waters like, yeah. mm, what a mouthful. Delicious. Like, no, it's fucking weird, man. Yeah. No, weird flex, God. but okay. Just imagine, like, somebody flexing their calf muscle at him, and he's like, oh, God, yes, that's the one that I'm gonna cook up. Ew. I'm gonna have. So, yeah, of course, this this guy's an aspiring bodybuilder, so, of course, he's gonna be like, hell yeah! Yeah, let me get some of that. So, he agreed to having nude photos taken of him. Of course. But, it... It didn't last long. No. He ended up like any other victim, drugged, raped, killed, and Dahmer preserved his head, heart, and muscles. Of course. Those muscles. And his... So the last victim that he actually killed was a 25-year-old man on July 19th, 1991. And this was the same day that Dahmer got fired from his job at the Ambrosia Chocolate Factory because he would, like, show up to late or show up late to work all the time, was probably drunk most of the time. Um, I can, I have to imagine he probably smelled awful. Yeah. And I can't imagine he was very clean. No. And, like... Your house is full of decomposing things. Like... And you're making chocolate? Or... Ew. I wonder if that factory still exists. 
Boah, hat er gerollt dann. Das. Oh. Ja. Oh. Äh. Ja. <lacht> um, so, this was another victim that didn't fit his norm. Um, he was a father of three, and he was desperate for money. And Dahmer found him at a bus stop. And when he made his offer of paying him $50 for nude photos, he hopped on it and was like, yeah, I guess. Yeah. $50 is $50. And he, so even though his family, obviously he has three children. I mean, like you could still be homosexual, but his family was like, he wasn't homosexual. Yeah. But Dahmer still claims that they had consensual sex. But at this point, this dude was probably willing to do whatever Dahmer wanted him to do under the belief that he would be getting paid for it. Yeah. But what, once he stepped into Dahmer's disgusting apartment, he was like, oh. Never mind. Oh, I'm not, I'm not going to. No, he was like, I'm not going to leave here. Oh. And Dahmer drugged, raped, and strangled him. And... Uh, just left the body lying in his bed for a yeah. few days. It's like, oh, I'll get to that later. Which he did two days later, but the, uh, there were maggots yep. in the head. So he, he cut the head off, cleaned it up, put it in the fridge, and, uh, dumped the rest of the body in the barrel of acid. And that brings us to... The last man that Dahmer picked up and thankfully who got away and caused Dahmer to finally get caught and arrested. So this is 31. I mean, he's not 31 anymore. (laughs) He was 31. He was 31 at the time. Uh, His name's Tracy Edwards and he was approached by Dahmer. So Dahmer saw these three dudes just like standing like in the like on the sidewalk just like hanging out whatever. Um and he found Tracy very very attractive. Yeah. So he was like, "Ooh, I'm going to go up to them." And so he did and he was like, "Hey, uh do you guys want to come back to a party at my place? I'll also pay you to take nude photos of you." And the other or the two were like no. No. I mean, we'll take drinks, though. <laughs> so Dahmer gave them, like, a made-up address. <laughs> and they left. And Tracy went back with him in a cab to his apartment. Because he was like, he was like, maybe. Consider it. Yeah. Hmm. I need money. Sure. So, once they get to Dahmer's apartment, he, like, instantly starts pressuring Tracy to, like, take his clothes off so he can... Take these photos. So he can photograph him. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I haven't made up my mind yet. Let's just, like, chill, hang out, have some drinks, whatever. So Dahmer gave him an unopened beer as well as a rum and coke, which had his little cocktail. Yes. Tracy, he was only taking sips of both drinks. So the drugs didn't really affect him because he wasn't... It's not like he downed the drink right away and they kicked right in. So 
he stays conscious and aware this whole time. Dahmer keeps pressuring him, pressuring him. And he's just like, oh, no, like, I don't know. I'm still, still deciding here. And that's when Dahmer decides to uh, just slap a handcuff, handcuff on his wrist and pull a knife out on him. Yeah, he's like, yeah, you're taking too long here, bud. But instead of threatening him with a knife and, like, jabbing at him or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, um, he rests his head on Tracy's chest. And it's saying that he's listening to his heart because he's going to end up cutting it out of his body and eating some of it. And once he eats some of it, Tracy's going to be a part of him and he's going to be a part of Tracy. Yeah. And obviously Tracy's like, what the fuck? Yeah, like you got weird too quick there, bro. (laughs) But he, like, he was able to kind of like go along with him a little bit. Not in like, oh yeah, fuck, like. Cut my heart out. Cut me open right now. Cut my <laughs> two pieces <laughs> um but he was like oh i have to use the bathroom and jeffrey like backed up a little because he was like okay like whatever like he, jeffrey saw it like oh this this is starting to go my way wait he I feel and like he's he also just figured like i've already drugged him it's only a matter of time yeah he's gonna start i have a fucking knife yeah i got him partially handcuffed. handcuffed and so once Dahmer backs up tracy like Gets a couple hits in him. And yeah, didn't he kick him in the face? He, I think he, like, um, like, shoved him and, like, punched him, like, hard, like, punched him in the That's face. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and ran out of the apartment. Good on you. And it ends up, is running down the street, um, when a police car spots him and pulls up alongside of him. And he's like, so, uh... What you doing? What, what's going on here? Yeah. Because they thought he had escaped prison. Yeah. Or jail. I don't know. Yeah, they thought he when was I... an escaped prisoner, which is why yes. they stopped him. Yes. He had the handcuffs on. Yeah. And then they returned to Dahmer's apartment, all of them. Mm-hmm. I think it was three, wasn't it? Two police officers and, and then him. Tracy. Yes. And... But that is because, like, Tracy was like, dude, I just saw some shit. Yeah. And like, I had a knife you pulled don't on me. Yeah. And he's telling the cops, he's like, I saw, like, a bunch of photos. This dude has skulls. I saw a head in his fridge. Like, this guy's just going on and on. Like, I, I just saw some shit and you need to come with me to this apartment so you can see it. And then, um handle this guy yeah they went under the guise of the getting the key to remove the handcuffs yeah that's what they asked Dahmer for and at that point they were just like yeah it smells funky in here yeah what's what's going on mm-hmm. what are yeah. you doing um and taylor's gonna let you know what they found oh yeah <laughs> So, upon this, um, apparently Dahmer was very calm through the cops coming in. He went to get the key. At this point, the cops are starting to, like, see some shit, smell some shit. Ew, what's going on here? So, they go to detain Dahmer. He starts to become a little bit violent. He's resisting at this point. He's like, fuck, I'm busted now. So, they detain him. He's handcuffed. They start searching. What they found, obviously, is horrendous. 
So upon doing the full search, um, what was documented for the court cases, a human head and three bags of organs were in the fridge. Three heads, a torso, various internal organs were in the freestanding freezer. He had chemicals such as formaldehyde, ether, and chloroform, chloroform, along with two skulls, two hands, and male genitalia in his closet. Three painted skulls, a skeleton, a dried scalp, male genitalia with various photos of his victims were in a filing cabinet. He had a box with two skulls inside a 57-gallon vat of acid with three torsos at various states of dissolving inside. He, they found his victim's IDs. There was tons of bleach in his home. He had... This one I thought was like kind of funny because what the fuck's it going to do? He had a copious amount of incense sticks <laughs> in his home. To try to cover the smell his neighbors so frequently complained about. He had bloody tools, a claw hammer, a handsaw, a 3 8 drill, and a 1 drill with bits, of course. Um, the hypodermic needles, which we now know that he used to attempt chemical lobotomies. Um, he had videos of victims as well as porn. His mattress was removed and was blood-soaked. And they also pulled his copy of the King James Bible. All as part of the evidence that the police found. You really gotta keep that last one handy. Oh, yeah. When you're creating zombies. Yes, of course. I'm sure there's... Never mind, I'm not going there. (laughs) (laughs) So, obviously, like, this was enough on the spot, arrested, he goes to jail. He does not come back out of jail at this point. Yeah, he was, um, he was put up on a million dollar bail. Yeah. And ain't nobody paying that. (laughs) No, they made sure he was not going to get out because what the hell. Um, so, at this point, like, he's in jail for a little bit. Like, before mm-hmm. his actual trial starts. Yeah, his trial start began on January 30th, 1992. Yeah. And, and this was July of 91. When yeah. he gets caught, yep. So, he's in for about six months. He is kept in solitary confinement, um, which he requested and also, like, they made sure he was consenting to being in solitary confinement. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't know why that was specified. Like, dude's a sick, twisted fucking murderer. What, you don't get to choose. If we put you in Gen Pop, you're going in fucking Gen Pop. You get the shit beat out of you. Boo-hoo. Personal opinion. But I guess maybe since he wasn't actually convicted. They wanted him alive for it. Yeah. Like, uh, you know... I never know where I stand on, like, the whole death penalty thing. Like, I go back and forth sometimes. But, like, Jeffrey Dahmer got a better fate. Like, he his life ended a better way than, uh... 
Uh, yeah, like I, a more deserving way than death penalty. I don't like the death penalty because I feel like most of the people that end up with the death penalty deserve a lot worse. Yeah. That is way too peaceful of a way. Like, if I could choose to go out by lethal injection, like, when I'm old and decrepit and I hurt everywhere. Yeah. Like, if like, the electric chair or, like, hanging were still... The guillotine, I don't fucking know. No, I wanted to hurt more. I'm sick as fuck. Like, he molested children. He murdered, raped, like, really, really fucked up shit to them. As well as, like, just other humans in general. And, like, I love the, the girls, the gays, and the days. Okay? You're mean. But, not you, Dahmer. Yeah, I... I'm just clarifying. Because I've looked into your soul. I didn't do anything wrong here. But I stand by you. Like it should I'm just have, not as outspoken as you. <laughs> it should have been the death he got was warranted. I agree with you. Yeah. It should he should not have gotten the death penalty, which they do not have uh, but, in Wisconsin where he was. Well, that makes tried. sense as to why he got the sentence that he got. Because if he was in a different state, he most definitely would, would have been have. sentenced to death. hundred percent. Oh, but my thing was saying I was like, why did I even bring that up? But it because they most likely did that because they were like, well, he needs to be alive for a trial. Yeah. And, like, he needs to be tried on these things because even, like, he's going to get convicted. Like the, Yeah, there's too there, much evidence. There, there was, was no, no way that he wasn't going to be convicted. And the families need that. Yeah, I, I do definitely agree. So, they probably were like, solitary confinement? Yes, he's asking for this. We are complying with him. Yeah. Because they need... Like, if he would have... Obviously, he would have been, been killed. Yeah, for sure. No, so, in court, he did plead not guilty uh, by reason of insanity. The testimony was largely based off of his 160-page confession. So, he confessed to all of these things. Well, he, first, he pled not guilty. Like, he initially, like, after he got caught, he's like, no, I didn't do that. I don't know where all these body parts came from. Yeah, okay. Like, okay. What? And then he was like, oh, okay, I guess, I guess there's a lot, there's a I'm lot of- I'm not getting out of this. There's thing. a lot of proof against me? Yeah. Question mark? Okay, yeah, I'm just, I'm just crazy. How? Like, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah um so at that point he he did switch up his attorney suggested a reason of insanity the 160 page confession though to me like shows that's a that, lot like you're fucking shows nuts. that you are sane you're insane but sane um <sighs> So, this one, his insanity plea was largely based off of his necrophilic urges being so strong that he was not able to control his own actions, according to him and how how his attorneys posed this. But guess what the prosecution did? Why the fuck are you making zombies then? Yeah. And yeah, that was their, their exact debate was, you've hidden this. For this long. Mm -hmm. You've made sure, like, you were with it enough to have the wherewithal to say, well, I can't get busted. These people can't be found. Like, yeah, you're fucked up and sick in the head, but you're not I'm going to take advantage of the flawed um, justice and police system in this area. Now, 
still took the jury five hours for the verdict of guilty. That's crazy. There's always, like, the one who's like, yeah, but, like... See, I do get it, though. No, I get it. Obviously, he is insane by anybody else's standards. So, and that just would have been a very different sentencing. Also, a lot of people would hate to be on the jury to, like, of a murder trial like this. I would love it. Yeah, It's, like, my dream come true. Like, please, if I'm ever called for jury duty. Yeah, let it be. Let it be a fucking serial killer. I feel like I'd be good at it. Like, come on. I won't feel bad. <laughs> yeah. It's guilty as fuck. But, um, yes. So, they only got... His guilty verdict was for 15 counts of murder. Mm-hmm. Not all 17. Which, there were some discrepancies as to why. I think it's because... So, he was charged with 15 in Wisconsin and then one in Ohio. Like, I think it might be the two in Ohio. Okay. That was the part I couldn't... Like, I think it's the fifth... Like, he was charged for the 15 in Wisconsin because those are technically the... The... Like, the overload of evidence is for those 15. Gotcha. Okay, that makes more sense then. Um, so, because of those 15 counts, he was charged with 15 life sentences. Which... 937 fi- years. Oh, I saw... I found 57. I could be wrong. I could have just written that over nine hundred years. Sloppery. That's Shloppery. what I just said. <sighs> Anywho, um, so at the end, he. So at the end, after his sentencing and all of that, he read his a self-written four-page statement to the court. He read this apologizing for his crimes, and as well as to the families that he had hurt, um, which. Like, I don't know. If it made them have any kind of closure, like, good, I'm glad for that. But also, like, fuck you, Dahmer. Yeah, you don't have the right. Yeah. Now, his four-page statement that he read ended with, I hated no one. I knew I was sick or evil or both. Now I believe I was sick. The doctors have told me about my sickness and how I, and now I have some peace. I know how much harm I have caused. Thank God there will be no more harm that I can do. I believe that only the Lord Jesus Christ can save me from my sins. I ask for no consideration. Like, what a fucking way to say sorry. Yeah, so... I don't need your sorry. So remorseful. His sorry, the big man, is the only one that I need. Don't even worry about accepting my apology. It's kind of like the dickhead tone that I get out of this. Yeah. Oh, I'm sick. The doctors told me about it. No harm, no foul. Like, eh, whatever. Yeah. It, it's just... Sucks that your family members were just a uh, symptom. Yeah. Like, it's fucked up. I did not... This one felt very on brand for him, <laughs> but I still didn't like it. So, at this point, obviously he's guilty. He is sent to Columbia Correctional Institute in Portage, Wisconsin. For the first year, he was kept in solitary confinement. The mm-hmm. um, guards that dealt with him considered him again, just like before. They considered him to be a model prisoner. He adjusted well to prison life. He did not give them any hard times. 
was happy to be in solitary confinement, all of that. At this point, he also became a self-proclaimed born-again Christian. I mean, don't they all? Yeah. <laughs> um, so You really find Jesus in jail. He boasted to guards about how repentant he was and how, at this point, he was restless and wanted to be back in with other people. He wanted to be back with the other inmates. He wanted to show his repentance. They warned him, like, dude, you did a lot of, like, really fucked up things. Like, there are murderers in here. There's killers everywhere. But you are still more fucked up than them. Yeah. So I don't think it's a good idea. He declined that and was put back into the general population in prison now, at this point, I've always found it interesting, like the, um, oh, what's it called? Like the, le- like, you can be in jail for murder, but you all, like, it's like, oh, but I didn't murder a kid. Yeah. Or I didn't, which, like, obviously, like, it's true, but it's like. Like, they have, you, they still like, have morals, they yeah, still have like standards. Yeah, it's, like, it's, I just always find that interesting. Yeah. Well, with this, he he was not liked by other inmates. No. His story was very notorious. Everybody knew people that had been in there before and that came in after him. They all knew it. They all watched his trial. They all heard his crimes. And he was very disliked because of that. He knew that. He repeatedly told everybody Jesus is the only one who can judge me. Mm-hmm. I've repented my sins. I know that I'm good with the Lord. Do you know? Yes. So, according to... We're going to skip a little bit just so that I don't have to skirt around this part. November 28th, 94, Jeffrey Dahmer and Jesse Anderson were beaten to death by Christopher Scarver. They were working a... Gym maintenance detail mm-hmm. together. For reasons still unknown, the three of them were left alone in the gym Quote, for approximately reasons unknown. 20 minutes. The guards were in on it. Upon the guards returning, Anderson was dead. His head was bludgeoned in. Um, and Dahmer was bleeding out with severe head and face trauma. The thing that I think is kind of ironic, his first victim, he killed with a fucking... Barbell. Yeah. Yeah. So, you started out with exercise equipment and you died in a gym. He was beaten to death with the the bars. Like, yeah. From the... I don't know what those are called. Like the weights. Yeah, like, like you do... Yeah, like the chest press. Yeah. He was beaten to death with a bar from one of those, which I just found, like, ironic and very fitting. I wish it would have been a little bit more painful, but... Like, hopefully you suffered, because you're a piece of shit. I feel strongly about it. Um, They, obviously, they interviewed Scarver. He was retried on this. He did receive an additional life sentence for it. He was in for murder at the time. Yep. Interviewing him, the inmates did not like him, not only because of what he did, but as much as he boasted about being repentant, he, according to Scarver, was not Oh, no, he would, um, 
apparently he like would form his food yes into like 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 he would form it into like, like a body part yeah shapes and then put ketchup like blood yeah and was just very very gruesome and talked about his murders openly like yes i did these things like yeah almost as in a, a like i'm better than you because my crimes were more than yours yeah type of fashion that's how scarver felt at least now so the first attempt on his life was by another inmate um after Dahmer had made some comments while they were eating yeah he tried to slit his throat in front of the guards like this man was just i've had enough of you i don't want to hear you anymore yeah tried to slit his throat he escaped that with the barely a scratch he was fine didn't even have to go to like medic or anything he was fine from that yeah the dude was probably using like a plastic knife i'm sure (laughs) um it was kind of at this point that Scarver really took it upon himself to yeah, be he was like, like, oh, okay. okay. He's got to go. Yeah. Like, we're done here. He, in his trial, very strongly believes that the guards did leave him alone on purpose mm-hmm. for the sole point of him killing Dahmer because he was very open with his dislike and disgust with him. Mm-hmm. He kept, he didn't like him to the point that he was prepared to kill him at any moment. He kept a newspaper clipping of his trial and all of his crimes, the things he was convicted of, in his pocket. At which point he had already killed Anderson. He cornered Dahmer with the pole pipe thing mm-hmm. and showed him the the newspaper clipping that he kept with him said you do this Dahmer admitted to it showed no remorse so he beat him to death mm-hmm. um and that's that is where Dahmer's involvement in in anything ended ironically enough Dahmer wanted his body cremated immediately as much as he wanted to collect and keep pieces of other people he did not want that for himself. He yeah. expressly stated in his will, he wanted all of him to be cremated. This led into a year-long legal battle from his parents. His mother wanted his brain to go to science for looking over to see if there was anything actually like fundamentally wrong in his head that could help people in the future. Because how can you have a child that's that sick and not yeah. think something's got to be wrong in there? Um, and his dad, the scientist, oddly enough, I would have thought it would have been the other way, fought and wanted to have Dahmer's wishes honored. Well, I think his that just shows even more how in denial his dad was. Yeah, his agree. dad did not want to know what was wrong with no. him. His dad didn't want to admit that there was anything wrong with his son. Yeah. Or that he could have played any part in what was wrong with his son. Mm -hmm. So, ultimately, the judge did side with Lionel Dahmer, um, and he was fully cremated after a a little over a year of being being frozen. Um, And now he is... I wonder what they did with his ashes. I feel like his dad probably has them. Yeah. That's crazy. 
Yeah. But that is the life and death of Dahmer. It was a, a wild ride. That's for sure. I feel like I've gotten closer to hell today <laughs> than any other episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was Most a gross person. Definitely. And honestly, like, I don't think he's the worst. No, I don't. Mm-mm. I don't think he's the worst either. I don't know who is the worst. Fish. Yeah. He's worse. He's worse for what he did and how he did it. Dahmer, I think, is just the most notorious because of the time frame it's in. And his victims. Yeah. Because... And how easily it was in the media. Yeah. Um. There's some really fucked up people, but I just recently watched a documentary about yeah, Fish. Yeah, I, I haven't. Sick. Yeah, I haven't heard much about Fish. I've. Consider like, yourself lucky if we ever oh, do him. No, like, we are. We will because I'm like, damn, I need to know. Like I. My eyes feel like they want to cry thinking about it. I know some of it because um, last podcast on the left, they did. I'm sure they did like a mini series on him, but they also did an episode like about cannibalism, mm-hmm. and so they obviously touched on him, yeah. talked about him, and that's what that's the episode that I listened to. I didn't actually listen to any like. That were solely about Albert Fish. Yeah. But I'll have to look into it. Because. It's awful. I need to know. But yes. So. Yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, It's a lot to to digest. Ooh. You'll have a nice surprise next week though. Yes. We have a guest star coming to the podcast. Yes. So yeah. Get ready for that. It's going to be entertaining <laughs> to say the least yes but you if can... you guys think our tangents are bad now just you wait oh for sure it's gonna be all over the place but in a good way i will keep it fun we'll keep it a little lighter than than part one and two of Dahmer. yeah the topic will be much 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 lighter. different <laughs> but yeah thank you everyone for listening and thank you for your support we hit 500 plays and 200 followers on instagram very excited thank you guys much appreciated check out the instagram um and all other social medias you can get them on our website yes altcultnationpodcast.com there's the link tree on there altcultnation podcast pretty much if you look up altcultnation you're gonna find us so yeah if you go to our website you can have you have access to everything you can send us an email um all of our social media links are there if you want to rate and review us because we're awesome and so are you (laughs) that would be appreciated awesome it was a lot of awesome i know i did that on purpose so yeah um We'll talk to you next week. Looking forward to our guest talk. Oh, so we keep, we, we want to make a TikTok. No, done. For the podcast. It's going to make us obligated to make a TikTok. But we don't, oh, come on, we're going to do it one day. You know we will. I'm not putting a time on Bro, my hair this. just got burnt off. Like half my hair just got burnt off. I don't want to be in a fucking video. But we don't know what to do. So, 
Any suggestions? Any suggestions for that? Oh, now you're on board, you fucking... Well, you already done said it. I can't really take back your words now. I mean, technically you could. Give me your tongue. I meant... (laughs) (laughs) Cut that part out of the audio, but okay. Yeah, I'm too stupid to do that. You already know this. (laughs) Yes. It's my master plan. But yeah, so, any, um suggestions on tiktok <laughs> i'm on tiktok episodes tiktok <laughs> yeah. that, you know that that the tiktok, tic-tac. thing the tick 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 <laughs> okay um bye. okay bye <laughs>